Welcome to the Cyber Evolution Podcast, conversations about all things cybersecurity, and more specifically, how you can start your new career in this booming industry. Welcome, everybody, to the Cyber Evolution Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Adam Hewitt, CEO of Cyber Evolution, and I am joined again by Anthony Vazari. Anthony, how are you? What's going on, Adam? Good, mate. Look forward to the this episode, especially as it's the hottest topic in the news at the moment, right? It's a big one. It's not even the hottest topic in cybersecurity. It's like the hottest topic <laughs> in the country at the moment. It's pretty crazy. So I'm sure some people listening now are probably going to guess what we're going to be about to talk about. But before we get into today's topic, which is a big one, I just want to give a bit of a recap of, you know, for people who might be listening for the first time of who we are and what this podcast is essentially trying to do. So essentially, we are Cyber Evolution. We are Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement institute. Basically, we specialize in finding people their first entry-level role within cybersecurity. And so we've been, you know, we've been doing this for a number of years now. We've helped a lot of people land their first job. But we the reason we started uh, this podcast is because you know, we have so many people come to us each day, each week wanting to get into cybersecurity and they just aren't really too sure you know, what the industry is, what are the entry-level roles, how do I get into a potential career change? And so what we want to do for the podcast is to break down some of those barriers, common misconceptions, really just educate people on what cybersecurity is and how they can land their first job in the industry. And so let's get into today's topic. It is a massive one and it is obviously about the huge cybersecurity attack that occurred with Optus recently. I'm sure you've heard about it. I think everyone would have, right? It's the yeah. biggest, biggest topic. It's all over the news. The day it happened. Yeah, it's crazy. So what is it, Adam? Let's let's uh let's do the unveiling. Let's let's get into it. Before we do, were you you're not an Optus client? I am. You're an Optus customer? And I got the email and I'm got a the victim. Email. I'm a victim of cybersecurity. And how Imagine did you feel? That. Oh man, I've I I feel uh, because of what we do here at Cyber Revolution. In a weird way, it's like a bit exciting, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's like, yeah, it's very scary, man. Like this is serious, no joke. Like this is a serious thing that's happened. But in a way, it's um, it's exciting that the industry, which is the cybersecurity industry, is now getting the I call it the awakening and the attention yeah. that me and you have known it needs for the past the past year, you know over a year so yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a weird feeling man yeah yeah you complete i couldn't agree more there are, it's obviously a very it's a bad thing and it is scary but as you said it's now shining a light on the industry and, and the urgency required for uh, for the industry as well it's both good and bad we know how serious it is because we're in the industry and then it also helps us because again it's going to help as you said bring awareness to everything and so mm. let's dig a little bit deeper into it i'll um I'll start by giving you a little bit of an over, a little bit of a recap of it. So it has been roughly around, you know, I think eight days since the attack, and it is probably it's the biggest one that I can think of in years. Not from a ransomware perspective, and for those listening, ransomware is essentially the ransom the hacker places on the data that they've stolen, usually money, right? And so this isn't a huge ransom, but what it is, what I mean by one of the largest attacks is it's affected. A lot of Australians. And so on September 21st, Australia alerted the federal government that they'd been attacked. They weren't sure how, but all they said was 9.8 million Australians' information was stolen. Okay. And of that 9.8 million, 
2.8 were affected with significant amounts of personal data taken. So significant amounts of data means, you know, emails, name, addresses, numbers, and the real, the real one is your Medicare details and passport details as well, which we'll get into why mm. that's a little bit more scary than just a standard hacking of an, of an email and the, and the name. Yeah, and, and to give like, like 9.8 million, right, that's nearly half the population of Australia. Now, this included current Optus clients. This is also included previous inactive Optus clients as well. Correct. And this is all ages, business accounts, you know, personal accounts, like children accounts. Yep. You know, it's it's very scary when you think about it. this is like a very serious matter. And this is why, you know, the government, everyone's on high alert with what's going on. But why is this bad from a cybersecurity perspective? Not many people have experienced them like this in the past, Adam. Not many people have been hacked. They know what the term means, but they don't really understand what it means. Why is it bad that somebody or someone or some organization out there has all this data? So I guess to start off with, a lot of people out there, majority of Australians would have been hacked before. They either just don't know it or it's a very minor hacking of their details, email potentially. So most people listening to this podcast in Australia would have been hacked before. This one, The reason this one's a little bit more substantial um, is because of the significant data that was taken that I mentioned before. Okay, so getting your data stolen is never a good thing, but the issue with this one is that if you're part of that 2.8 million people, then the most dangerous thing here is you've had at least the amount of documents or data taken to be able to create over 100 points of identification. And essentially we use, right, we use this within Cyber Evolution as well, you use 100 points of ID to prove you are who you are. And then these hackers can do that when they're obviously not. So obviously that's the dangerous thing here. So what, what could they do, Adam? Let's say a these hackers, they've got your details, they've got your Medicare, Medicare numbers, they've got your license, they can form the 100 points of ID. What, what can that cause in, in terms of like harm on, on, on an individual or an Australian? Well, yeah, there's, there's a number of things, right? The main thing is they can pretend, they can, it's very hard for somebody to pick up that, especially online, if you've got 100 points of ID, to say that you aren't who you say you are. And the, I guess the main thing that people would be, that should be concerned about is that you can apply for financial loans with 100 points of identification, you know, an online financial loan. And then that can then severely affect someone's credit ratings, which is really, yeah. really hard to recover from. And so there's that aspect, but then they can also hold you. you know, we've, I think in, there's already been instances with this Optus attack where individuals, because there was some, there was about 10,200 um, people's information released, they then can be individually held for ransom, small amounts usually. Give me $2,000 or give me $5,000 of Bitcoin or Ethereum or cryptocurrency. Otherwise, you know, these are going to be the, re- the ramifications and it usually has to do with your your credit history and credit rating. Yeah, it's it's a scary thing, especially myself. Are you with Optus, Adam? I am. I got the email too. Got the email too, right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there was definitely two levels of it. We don't know the full extent of what data has been scraped. Like the government has come out and said 14,900 Medicare numbers, but, you know, who who knows really what, what really happened. But yeah. I'm curious to get your perspective, like, like when you saw the news article, Optus has been hacked, what's the first thing that you thought of that, you know, 
from the I guess the perspective of how does something like this happen? Optus, one of the largest companies in Australia, especially telecoms. How does a company of that size with so many employees and what we'd think is a lot of security measures, how, how does that actually happen? How can they get hacked? So I'll answer that question, but bef- uh, remind me um, before we finish the podcast to talk about that email because there's something I want to let the, the listeners know about because it's quite important. Uh, so how does this happen? Initial thoughts, Optus hacked, you know, not too surprised because you know, I always think that, you know, everybody in the country, large corporations are vulnerable to a hacking. When I realised the severity of it, I started to go, okay, something, this is, this is really quite serious. Um, and then Optus were really good. They got on the front foot and announced it pretty quickly. And I thought, okay, this is going to have to be a pretty sophisticated attack. And then that did align with what Optus said. Uh, they said, literally, the CEO came out and said, this is a sophisticated attack. We are working on it and we'll keep everybody informed. But after an investigation, we've found that it's not really the case. Mm-hmm. Recently, a lot of people will see this woman. Um, she's really, really good. Claire O'Neill, she's the minister, the new minister of cybersecurity. Within Australia, you would see a lot of her on the news lately and LinkedIn. She said that one of her major concerns is that how has Australia's second largest telecommunication companies been breached with such a basic attack? Okay, so yeah. she's she's after the the investigations, the exact words the words she used was a basic attack. And so she was interviewed recently and she was asked, so you're not buying Optus line to the public that it was a sophisticated attack. And her response was pretty prompt. It said, "Well, it wasn't, so no." Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting as well because Claire only recently got appointed. So, with the the expansion of the industry, as we've been chatting about in previous previous episodes, uh, it was May thirty first this year that Australia, for the first time ever, appointed a dedicated um, cybersecurity minister. Yeah. So, so Claire's come in. This has happened. And yeah, she essentially slapped down the claims that it was a sophisticated attack after an, an investigation. She's angry. You know, she, it's a bit of a, Very bat- angry. A, a baptism of fire for her, but she is angry. And every interview I've seen of her, she's used that word. And, you know, it, it's gotten to the point now where I was watching the news last night. And she said that Australia is about five years behind the rest of the world. We're, we're about five years behind where we need to be currently in regards to our cybersecurity resilience. but in regards to our cybersecurity policy and our cybersecurity standards. So this is talking about the powers that the federal government have on large organisations, large corporations like Optus, isn't strong enough. We're about 10 years behind where we need to be in regards to the legalities and the policies that the government has. So there's going to be a huge reform task after this. I am, and I don't think excited is the right word to use, but I am happy that there are going to be some major changes to the cybersecurity standards. And what I mean by that is the regulations and standards the government put on these large corporations in order for them to run the business are going to change. Mm. What well, what could that mean for because that's the first thing I thought of as well. Like there's there's definitely been a spotlight on cybersecurity, especially over the past like let's say 18 months or so. Um, specifically with the uh, $9.9 billion budget the government has put into cyber over the next 10 years. Yep. So th- there's definitely been a, a a spotlight on the industry. But like I, I, when I, as soon as the news broke on this, the first thing I thought of, all right, they're going to need a lot more people. We, we even spoke about it on the last episode. The, the numbers went from 17,000 new roles by 2027 to 30,000. Yep. 
right? What, like, what, what could this mean though in terms of further resources needed for all these organizations? Yeah, I think that those numbers are just going to go up. I think, yeah. I think as, as we said at the start of this podcast, it's only now going to really show how vulnerable Australia is, how vulnerable all of Australians are, not just the companies, right? Um, because this wasn't even, when we talk about, was it a sophisticated attack? Was it a, a basic attack? To give you guys a bit of an insight without going too technical, um, I guess to use the analogy, say this was a you know robber trying to uh, just to break into somebody's house, right? It's not like Optus had the doors locked. They were no, there were no passcodes that were needed to be hacked or a network that needed to be hacked. There was a window left open within the Optus network that took all of this data. So the hacker literally just walked straight in, took all of that information and, and left, which is the concerning thing. Like these guys, Optus is a massive company and they have such a duty of care to keep everybody's information secure and to think about it that on at that perspective that somebody doesn't even have to use you know cybersecurity real cybersecurity skills to break into that is probably the most concerning thing and that to me mm. just sounds like they've got a lack of resources because if if say for instance if Optus had a, a larger team of penetration testers or vulnerability yep. testers ethical hackers within their company then this would have been found yeah, exactly. Who do you, who do you think who do you think could have hacked them? Because it's not a sophisticated attack. We know that. So yep. really, like who 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 could have would have? Yeah, who, so, who would it be? So I've got a bit of a I don't know. I've got a bit of a conspiracy theory here. I don't know whether I'm thinking too deep deeply into it or not. It's it's hard to see hard to say who potentially it was. Funnily enough, a lot of the hacks obviously come from come from Russia, but the, those those hacking attacks. Have actually we've seen a decrease in those due to the war that's going on with Ukraine at the moment. So you know the first guess is usually Russia, potentially China, and then another little bit of a hint into who it potentially could be was that the whoever was responsible posted a I guess a ransom letter you would call it on a well-known dark web forum for cybersecurity breaches, and they said this is an exact quote. So Optus, if you are reading. Price for us to not sell data is one million US dollars. We give you one week to decide. So you can kind of tell there are some, you know, they use the word sale instead of yep. sell, and it's very basic English used within the the ransom letter. Essentially, they're using the hackers then went on to release personal information of over ten thousand Australians, and this is where the story gets a little bit weird. Like. I don't think where this is over. We're kind of the dust is settling, but almost every couple of days, and the reason we kind of chose to do this podcast eight days after it's happened is because mm-hmm. almost every day we're getting an update with something, and it completely flips the the script a little bit. And so, only recently, just a couple of days ago, they then went on. The hackers went on to apologise for their actions, saying, "Too many eyes." We will not sell data to anyone. Sorry to the 10,200 Australians whose data was leaked and deepest apologies to Optus. Hope all goes well from this. There you go. Like, call me a cynic, but I don't think that, I don't think that that's legitimate. <laughs> no. These guys are criminals. And for them to go, you know what, we've, we've got all of this data that's worth a lot of money and whether they, you know, they might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed by it all and they've decided to just say sorry and forget about it, I, I, yeah. I'm not buying it. The first thing that came to mind when I saw the um, the amount they requested, I was like, mm, that seems far too low. <laughs> like yeah. a, a million dollars, that's like 
10 cents for every stolen data for the 9.8 million people. So, yeah, yeah. but it could be, it could be just a young kid because like we said, exactly. it was a, it was a very basic attack because yep. the security yep. systems weren't there. Exactly. The, the, rant, the way that the ransom and the whole process here has followed the attack aligns with the fact that it could be an unsophisticated individual. You know, it's, it, this is definitely not a sophisticated attack by a well-planned operation, you wouldn't think, um, because that data is worth a lot more. So, yeah, the, the, the process that's followed the attack aligns with the theory that it was an unsophisticated attack. Yeah, and I want the people listening, no doubt there'd be a lot of people listening to this that would have become victim of this, which is which is horrible. So like what what can someone do? Like we already touched on a bit if they're safe or not and what could happen, but what what can people do listening? Where can we kind of direct them yep. just so they've got the information on on what they should do if, if they, they are a victim of this? Great, yeah. So um, there's two sections to the people that were hacked. You've got the 9.8 million, mm. okay? So- and they're the people that received the, the emails like you and I. Okay, so you've got the oh, 9.8 million. Of that 9.8 million, the 2.8 were significantly attacked, okay? That 2.8 million will be, we've been told, will be alerted by a phone call from Optus saying that you are, unfortunately, an individual that has had a lot of data stolen and these are the things you need to do. You know, potentially change your driver's licence number. Um, and go into um, we're we're actually going to send a specific link in. We're going to put post a link in in the podcast description that you can actually go to to follow the steps that you need to do if you are one of those two point eight million. But for the majority of the people that were attacked, it is the basic stuff. Obviously, just be more aware. You should be doing these things anyway. But be aware of obviously people that you're receiving calls from, text messages. If you get a if you get a text messages from Optus or anyone with a link in it, do not click that link. Same goes for your email, and that is that standard you know practice and policy for all of the time. Not just now because we're on high alert. Yeah, um, we need to be need to be aware of aware of that. Yeah, what what do you think the consequences should be on on Optus? Because at the end of the day, it's their responsibility to make sure everyone that signed up to them or, or using their services are protected. And as a customer, you're a customer as well. You know, it's it's not a good feeling to know that this can happen to you without without your approval and someone else, someone out there, uh, a foreign entity, someone's got your data and they can use it against you. So what do you think should happen to Optus? Yeah, it's not going to be good for Optus, I don't think. Not so much from the perspective of large fines or anything like that, because as I said before, the laws of the government to be able to enforce the the, you know, the, the fines potentially that they can enforce on Optus aren't that strict. We found out, you know, the maximum the government can fine an organization for a cybersecurity breach is two point, I think it's two point two million dollars. Whereas if happened if this happened overseas, uh, it could be hundreds of millions of dollars. So that's not where they're really going to be hit. Two point two million dollars is a drop in the ocean for Optus. You know, where this is really, really going to hurt them and the Optus CEO, Kelly Rosmarin, came out the other day and said what they're trying to do now is build back the trust of their Optus customers, which is not going to be an easy task. So the lawsuits, the fines, all of that stuff, I don't think they're too concerned about. The long-term effect is going to be trying to build back, you know, customers like you and I, the, the trust that our, our precious data is safe. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's going to take a long time, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you looked at Seek recently in the past few days? Not in the past few days, no. I had a look earlier today. 
just typed in cybersecurity because I'm interested, all right? Yeah. You know, like something like this happens. The good news for the industry is if you're trying to get into cyber is you would think, this is the first thing I thought of, all these companies are going to try to make sure they're protected. So what do they do? They hire because they don't have the resources at the moment. Yeah. Check seek, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new cybersecurity roles up, yeah. all posted within the past few days. Yeah. And, the, and the, you, you look at the salaries, 100K, 150K, $1,000 a day, all yep. these like UniSA, like Uni of Uni of Melbourne, like big names, big banks, everyone's posting for cyber holes. They're just screaming, screaming for cybersecurity professionals. Good yeah. thing for our students or the ones that, that have graduated, let's say that came in six to eight months ago, is it, you, you're always, you're always going to be able to find a job because only three in 10 jobs are getting filled. Now, my prediction is, that number is going to significantly shoot through the roof because the people aren't there. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. I wouldn't be surprised if the stats come out, Adam, and it says only one in 10 roles are getting filled because at the moment it's, 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 yeah, it's we're, we're, we're screaming for people in the industry. Yeah. And you know, the value is going to go up for people with these skills. Yeah. Right. Because Opti, as we said before, Optus, this is going to cost them tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And so now larger organizations are going to look at this and go, okay, these new, Cybersecurity laws are coming. Yep. We need to act now and invest in the future of the, you know, of the business and cybersecurity professionals. We see it each and every year. You know, it's gone you know, every year, the resistance has lowered for companies to hire people with zero cybersecurity experience. Yeah. And it's getting it's going to get to a point now where we already know next year some of our employees of choice, one companies alone are hiring 500 entry-level roles in a single calendar year just for entry-level roles. And that's one of our employees of choice. There's going to be more and more large organizations that are going to have to invest heavily into, you know, into people and invest time into people as well because clearly cybersecurity is not going anywhere. And I think that number that we keep hearing, 17,000, now 30,000, I would not be surprised if that doubles again in a year or two. I completely agree. Completely agree. Like from a timing perspective, the biggest thing that what this has brought to Australia, it's it's just a wake up call, right? I think there's a lot of people that have been like, oh, what is cybersecurity? Should I get into the industry? Some people are still sitting on the fence, whether they should change into that or not. Like, is it going to be around for a long time? Seeing something like this happen, all you have to do is pull out Seek, pull out the news. And, and if you just think to yourself, what do you think every company out there is doing right now? They're protecting their systems and cybersecurity is going to be a, a, a main role within the business moving forward. Yeah, that's everyone's concern, right? A lot of people, they see the industry, they want to, a career change and they're concerned, will I, will I land a job at the end of this? Yeah. Are there jobs out there? Um, you know, And obviously the statistics show that up, but unfortunately it takes a large hack like this to really open up people's eyes to it. You know, the, gen- yeah. the general public, unlike people like you and I who are in it every day, because this won't be the last attack of this size. Definitely won't be the last major attack of this year. Uh, it's just going to get you know worse and worse and worse. And so, yeah, as we said at the start of this conversation, it is a bad thing that almost 10 million uh, Australians' personal information has been stolen and potentially used. But you've got to look at the positives. And I think now we're going to go in the right direction and actually start filling this huge cybersecurity skills gap. Which has just got a lot bigger. It's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, let's let's wrap it up there because all I did want I wanted to keep this one reasonably short um, and succinct. And actually, I've just remembered about that email that you and I received. I did. Yeah. Want let's to t- let's I, let's hear about it. What yeah, were your thoughts touch, on that? I just want to touch briefly on that because 
Um, I found out just the other day, yesterday actually, that that email is just a generic email that was sent out to the near 10 million people. And it does say in it the exact words in it actually mention the potentially your driver's license, Medicare and passport details were stolen. You would have read that line. Yep. And so a lot of people of them were, were fleeing to their road services to be able to go in and change their license number, which is a absolute nuisance because that number is linked to all of your other points of identification, right? And so you'd have to change everything in your system if you change that driver's license number. That's not the case. If you receive that email, you are just someone who has had some information stolen. But unless you receive a phone call from Optus about your, you know, that significant data to be one of the 2.8 million people, that email does not mean that your passport or your Medicare details were stolen. So you don't need to go in and go through what is uh, a bit of a nuisance and change your driver's license number just let yet until you are told by somebody at Optus. Yeah. The other part of that is everyone needs to be careful that it's actually Optus calling you. This will be the perfect time for phishing attacks for people to try to take advantage. So just know who you're speaking to, stay on alert. Yep. Um, we'll drop some links in the uh, the description of this podcast of where you can go and, and just read up and find the proper relevant information yep. um, on what you need to do. But aside from that, yeah, I think uh, it's been an informative one, Adam, and I'm glad we kind of uh, got your take on things, especially from being within the industry itself. Yeah. Yeah, no. And and also just to add, to be safe, um, if you do receive any text messages from Optus, that's probably going to be the main hack with any links. Do not open them. Even mm-hmm. if you're a bit scared that you receive a call from Optus and you're not sure it's them, you can hang up, go online, check out their actual contact number, and then give them a call would probably be my biggest piece of advice. And then as Anthony said, we'll put a link into the Australian Signals Directorate, uh, Directorate website in the bio of the podcast that has a step-by-step process of what you can do if you have any concerns. Okay. And so also just to wrap up, if you would like to know a little bit more about what we do here and our job placement program, how we train and place our students, we're going to need more of you. So please, if you're interested, reach out, head to cyberevolution.com.au and you can leave your details there and someone from the team will be in touch. Thank you for listening.